0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We are at the tail end of Game Week 20. still have two matches to go, Crystal Palace United and City and Spurs, but we've got a window to record a podcast, and we said we were going to do better about recording podcasts. So here we are. Jake, how are you, buddy?
1: Uh, hanging in there. Doing better. You're
0: Okay. Yeah. How so? Was something worse before, or...?
1: You know, just uh, trucking along with my my FPL team. Um, can't get any worse, I guess. So as long as I'm here to pod, um, it's better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like I said last week. I had I knew you weren't doing well, but I did not know how poorly you were doing. I've been a little disconnected with FPL this year, and so then to hear that you were like, "What are you like seven point one million or something like that?" Twelve Whoa. million.
1: Four. Four 14. Point
0: okay jake do you have any idea how many dead teams are in front of you right now
1: probably a lot yeah yeah
0: like there might be there no joke there might be a million dead teams in front of you yeah
1: well i'm gonna catch them catch those dead <laughs> They
0: certainly are they call him the zombie killer <laughs> for a reason you know he ch- yeah. chases them down and kills them. yeah uh that's great jake i'm uh yeah you get them. that's a good target for you just kill as many zombies as you can
1: yeah, no one likes zombies
0: no zombies like zombies don't they
1: do they i guess they tolerate them
0: yeah, yeah so you, you're gonna watch Anyways, that
1: new last of us show uh you know did you play the video game uh no i haven't Me neither. But i thought about everybody, it. everybody
0: you know they say people say that it's like one of the uh, some people claim that it's one of the best video games of all time i don't play a lot of video games anymore it's very story driven which is kind of up my alley but um mm-hmm. it's also scary and i don't do scary i'm Ooh. not a scary person yeah, yeah i don't do it yeah. So, uh, all right, well, let's get into FPL. Uh, like I said, we're in the middle of the game week, got a couple games to go. It is Tuesday afternoon for us. Uh, I think we're going to start off with a fun topic that I enjoyed tweeting about earlier this week. Uh, I've kind of been getting back into FPL Twitter and tracking what's going on, and I thought there was kind of a funny uh, thing that was going around. There was this like, this hate on content creators. Did you see this, Jake? I did not. I did not. So what happened was uh, a number of big accounts suggested that maybe this was a good week to triple captain Erling Holland, and uh, he didn't do well in the first game. Um, but there's still another game to go, of course. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, a bunch of people, mostly medium and smaller-sized accounts, basically started um, saying, this is what happens in FPL, Twitter, these people, these content creators. That was the terminology there. All these content creators uh, are, are just, they're, they're turning us into sheep, and they're, the, and they're terrible, and they don't know what they're doing. And it was really funny. And there were a lot of people like behind it and then the the classic uh the classic play your own game and don't follow the herd lines uh people became it came out of the woodwork right it was just constant um and so it kind of made me think about something funny which is um in our first season uh, we had some people ask us, why are you doing a podcast? They sent that question in and we've done, I think I was looking the other day, we're like at 180 or 181 episodes now over five years, which is kind of a long time and a lot of entertainment. Uh, but like in one of the first five episodes, and I've said this before, but I, I basically admitted that the only reason I was starting a podcast was to manipulate even, even if it was just a few people, uh, into doing dumb things in the game so that I could beat them. Um, and so I've been had bamboozled even uh it's kind of a shame Mm -hmm. um anyways jake i mean i think we're all on the same page that's the reason we have the podcast right
1: yeah did you like respond and say yeah of course idiots right
0: yeah i said uh i i did i tweeted the other day um it's as if everyone who's ever created an fpl specific podcast graphic video product article web page tweet post or book is somehow connected in an attempt to influence the 0.001 percent of FPL players in the game. You caught us. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> it's great. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm proud to say that I've been trying to do that and these other content quote content creators have not been doing a great job in influencing other people so that we can win. So time for us all to unite and uh and start and start uh knocking these idiots, these sheep down, all right?
1: Yeah, I started doing that with Jim cuz Jim had asked me uh Anthony or Bruno Fernandez. And without like skipping a beat or looking at any stats, I just said Antony. I was like, yeah, Antony for sure. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. So he went Antony. And then Bruno scored. Albeit that goal shouldn't have counted, but
0: Yeah. yeah, that was the – so um, that was the other thing I thought we could maybe just talk about at the top of the pod, kind of FPL specific, kind of not, but a couple like completely wild plays in the Prem. Uh, so, of course, that play, which I think we should talk briefly about, and then the Mitro pen, which was pretty crazy that, you know, you struck the ball, the double tap. Yeah. Um, both of those, like really, really – really unusual wild plays that had huge implications on the game. Let's start with the, the city play. What are just like your thoughts on it?
1: I mean, it's offsides. If I right. was a ref, I would have called it offsides. And if I was the VAR person, I would have told the ref to come over to look at it so it could be called offsides.
0: Right. I think so that, that is one thing that I'm a little confused about is that the flag did not mm. go up. In at any point in that. And so, yeah, I'm very confused by it. all these people who are like posting rules, trying to argue for it or against it, or, you know, this player is getting to the ball, he's not getting to the ball, he's shielding, he's not shielding the play. I think for me, the reality of it is um, Ederson has to account for the attacker in that situation for Rashford, right? It was yeah. yeah, yeah, he has to account for him in that situation, and I don't actually think Akanji was necessarily getting to the ball. But what you well, the question that you have to ask is, had Rashford not been there, uh, would Akanji have changed his run to try to alter Bruno's run, right? To try to, to, try to make it harder for him at least to, to take the shot, and um i just yeah i have no idea i i was thinking i was trying to put my my coaching hat on had i been the the coach in that moment um i would have gone berserk like i would have lost my mind if that would not have been called um i'm, I'm very surprised by the whole thing
1: yeah i guess good on pep for not completely doing that i don't know but um i think the the best way to like decide is when you take rashford out like i don't know if you saw that picture on twitter with yeah. rashford not yeah. in the play Akanji is literally within like a slide of the ball and the yeah. reason he didn't slide to get the ball is because rashford's there so rashford right. is influencing the play by being there because he can't go through rashford otherwise he would right. so that's that's yeah. that's my argument and then people like pull up like other times that it's happened in the past and say oh see." see. i'm like well that doesn't make sense it's like Refs can make mistakes in the past as well. Whether you know those instances are goals or not goals, sure we can talk about that too. But for that instance, yeah, it's dumb. I mean, I think a prime example is McAllister's goal got called back this year when he shot the ball upper ninety and a player was like standing offsides. And yeah, if that's offsides, I mean that the Rashford instance is a hundred percent offsides. Not yeah watching. so you're
0: your your argument you're just saying like if there's a precedent or not, right, based off yeah. the former calls, yeah 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 i don't I don't know I mean i I tend to agree with you, I tend to think like each each play should be judged individually, right, like we should not worry so much about like what happened on other plays, but yeah that it was crazy and and obviously, like the implications just uh-huh. massive um. And then the other, yeah, Then so then you've got the metro situation, which mm-hmm. it, there's, no, there's no controversy. It's just very unusual. And then the finish was great, which is kind of hilarious, right? Like yeah. he, he kicked it off his own foot and then it was like a great finish. Um, and the, the implications for FPL were huge there because just mm-hmm. for example, my team, I have double Newcastle defense. I have Botman and Trippier, which now you're starting to see um, more people get into that double defense. Almost everybody has Trippier. Some people have Pope. And then Mm -hmm. Botman is still low, low owned. He's at 5%. Dude's 4.5 with 79 points right now, which, um, and, and clean sheets in the last, uh, five games. Um, so I don't know why people don't have him, but, uh, anyways, um, yeah, that, that was kind of a crazy play. And then the last play, the thing that was kind of crazy was that Tottenham fan kicking Ramsdale.
1: How great was that? That was great. That was great. I mean, I'm. I'm happy Arsenal won, and that just makes it all the more funny that Spurs fans are that mad about it that they are trying to kick Arsenal players. Yeah, I, th- I
0: saw somebody online like trying to make the argument that like Ramsdale wound the crowd up like by by you know how he is mm-hmm. like he's kind of like high energy, and then after the game apparently he like looked towards the crowd and kissed his the badge the Arsenal badge mm-hmm. that warrants violence apparently against the player like you yeah. can't oh my god um anyways uh yeah pretty good stuff so let's get into the game week then and just kind of where we're at right now um why don't we talk about our teams jake and uh and then we'll kind of talk about next game week and and how things are going so you want to start with your team
1: sure um i am currently on 50 points that's not bad Um, Yeah, I do have Green Arrows. It doesn't look like much of a Green Arrow, but it's a Green Arrow. Um, And basically, all my points are in the back for the most part. Keppo with 10, Trippier and Botman. It's the first time I've started Botman, I feel like, in a while. Um, So, that was good. And then Shaw. And one of the moves I'm regretting because I was between Ben White and this guy, but I have Castagne in back who just got one point. Lester are pretty terrible. I don't know why I decided to do that.
0: Yeah. Why did you go? Do you Are you loaded on, on Arsenal
1: assets? No, I'm not. I just didn't really think Arsenal were going to get a lot of clean sheets. And like prior to the break, the World Cup break, Leicester had three clean sheets out of four. And their only non-clean sheet was against Man City where they only gave up one goal. So, I, I kind of thought they had like turned it around. But I was wrong. I mean, since the break, they've they've (laughs) lost all four. You were were pretty Uh, fucking
0: wrong. I hate to say it.
1: Yeah, we'll Uh. see. We'll see what Brendan Rodgers can do. Uh, But probably by the time they turn it around, Tim won't be on my team. We'll we'll find out. Uh, And then in the midfield, of course, I have the Man City midfielders that didn't do anything. Foden and Mares. Oh, Mares looked good again. But I do have Rashford and a three-pointer from Almiron, Um, and then Kane and Holland up top. So I brought in Kane, and I brought in Mahrez for a minus four. Uh, I took out Martial, which is fine. And then uh, I took out Andreas, I think, which I'm going to probably regret now since he might be on PKs. We'll see.
0: Yeah, he probably will be given given the situation. I actually I brought him in. I dropped mm-hmm. Salah, uh, and what was interesting was I was actually oh looking that's at why it was Salah.
1: It was actually Salah. That's yeah. who I got rid of. So
0: yeah, I uh, I was looking at Casemiro and then I was like ah, I'm not gonna bring Casemiro in. Like he hasn't done enough, you know. And like of course he gets the assist, but whatever. Uh, yeah, to 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 open up Kane, um, who played almost more more deep than I've ever seen him play. It was like Carry Kane from. Uh, you know, from 2019-20, right, and twenty eighteen nineteen, where he was playing holding midfielder for them, uh, very unusual. Um, yeah, defensively, I, I think. I mean, it's hard to go against right now Arsenal. That yeah, I can't. Uh, Leicester, our second worst in the league since the restart in terms of expected goals conceded. Jake, the, the only team worse is Leeds. The uh. only team worse is Leeds. And interestingly, interestingly, I do want to just say this for the sake of it: Fulham, our third worst which is, is pretty interesting uh, and have an expected goals conceded of seven and a half and have only conceded four and a half. So yeah. they're on this right they're on this great little run or they ha- had been right on this great mm-hmm. little run. Uh, well, I guess, I guess still almost kind of all right, despite the loss. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- that's pretty interesting. Um, and Brighton actually uh, fourth worst. Um, I don't know where most of that. I haven't actually looked at like where that comes from it's just over the last four game weeks. So, um, yeah, Arsenal have been I mean they've been great Jake. They're um th- about 3 expected goals um uh or 4 about almost 5 expected goals against. Um but but they've only conceded 3 of those and the only teams better in Newcastle, Man City and Man United right now leading mm-hmm. all of that. Pretty interesting, huh?
1: That is interesting. They're good. They're a good team.
0: Yeah, their sh- their shape has been fun. Like it was fun to watch them play against City. It's one of the few times probably in the last five years, that I've seen a defense stifle a uh, uh, City. I mean, there were moments, of course, in the second half where City had a lot of the ball, but almost never did they break the back line, right? Like ter- turn defenders facing their own goal. They always kept the play in front of them and were very compact. And I loved the way they pressed. Like they, they had a really, the- it was kind of man-oriented almost, which is a little bit unusual in today's game. Uh, yeah. and and scary against scary against city right cuz cuz of the interchange that they use and the speed at which they move the ball um but but it was pretty cool to see okay um all right my team uh Kepa on goal uh Trippier and Botman with returns Cancelo getting the start in the big match we'll see what it looks like against Spurs um i was kind of surprised by that uh pretty boring in the midfield i mean the Rashford return is great um KDB with um with a assist Who's been That's so nice. disappointing. I really thought that, like, I a lot of people don't have him. And I thought to myself, man, I'm just going to clean up with KDB. And he's had one assist since the restart here, which is pretty brutal. Um, and now, apparently, he wasn't in training today. Not pictured, at least in training. Mm-hmm. And no, no official reports. But so now people are talking that he might be hurt, which is good to hear. Um, and then up top, uh, uh, Kane and Holland and Niketia. Niketia was bright, wasn't he? again yeah in the Spurs he game. was
1: good yeah he had he's a fun to. he's
0: fun to watch i i don't know if he's like better than jesus i said that in the last in the last pod like now watching him again maybe i shouldn't say that but like he's he's kind of he's just a fun player to watch he's really he's all over the place and he moves really quickly and he's constantly running in that way he's like jesus right like a similar style striker in terms of his work rate and his runs and his pressing and it's just i like those types of guys They're they're fun to watch
1: yeah, I think if he doesn't become a part of Arsenal's plan more consistently, they're gonna have to try to ship him for a lot of money because I think he he's gonna be wanted by a lot of teams. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. that's why didn't they? He just signed. They signed him this year to like a big contract.
1: That's true. They did sign him. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So now he's worth yeah. a shit ton of money. That's yeah. I I wondered if that was kind of the play. You know what I mean? Like give him a big contract and then you can transfer that contract on the sale. Yep. And so the player is worth a lot to, like, a club that wants to secure a player for a number of years rather than just, like, a one- or two-year player. Mm-hmm. And he's so young, right? How old is he?
1: I think he's 25.
0: No. Really? He's younger? Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: I'm looking it up right now. 23. 23. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. All right so he's got he's got some years to go here all right cool uh so that's where my team's at i left white on the bench which i just thought you know against um against spurs i thought he was, they were going to get something uh, and they hardly created a thing and so that's kind yeah. of
1: depressing i mean they had good chances ramsdale probably had one of his best games ever you think so yeah he made a lot of saves not like mind-blowing saves but like sun had a good chance kane had a decent chance. I don't know. It wasn't like a t- I didn't look at the XG, but I do feel like the second half Spurs definitely should have put one in, but huh. I don't think, I don't think you were wrong to bench Ben White. Real. Yeah, I
0: guess they, um, yeah, I guess they did. Okay. 1.6 XG on the game. Yeah. That's pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. And didn't score. So kind of a downer anyways. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's this game week. Obviously, we have some games to go. I'm on 54 points, and I think it'll probably be a very small green arrow. I'm just under, like, 100K right now. I, I was right. up to, like, 40K, and then last last uh, game week or whatever, the game week before, it was just, or, yeah, last game week was just, like, a nightmare. Everything went wrong and, and took a huge red. Um, but that's just how it goes sometimes. What do we got coming up, Jake? So looking forward into game week 21, there had been some talk about a Man United double, but it, that's not going to happen now. And now they're talking about Man United double in 22. Mm-hmm. So the the talk is that after the FA Cup games uh, today, as long as Leeds and Man United don't draw in the fourth round, uh, which w- would cause an, a, a replay, uh, then you would have this double game week in 22. Am I, am I seeing that right? Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I understand it.
0: Okay. What's your Man United situation right now?
1: Shaw and Rashford. So, not Oh, that's terrible. pretty good. Yeah, I only Man.
0: I only have Rashford, so uh kind of a problem for me. I need to get and I'll probably try to have to bring in Shaw, huh?
1: Yeah, I would at least bring in Shaw, I think.
0: Okay. Um I think the move probably for most people. Have you made a transfer yet this week?
1: No, and I'm probably going to bank, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to just tell you what to do and the answer it's bank. You need to yeah. bank.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm set up pretty well. I have good good matches in the next game week. I only have like one Arsenal player which I'm okay with cuz they're playing Man United and then I have Kane against Fulham and three City players against Wolves. Like I'll take it. I'm okay yeah. with that. So.
0: What is your thought going forward then in the 23 where Arsenal have a guaranteed double?
1: Yeah, good question. Brentford City. I th- yeah. I th- so the problem is that I think Man City doubles as well, correct? They do, yep. Yeah, so I don't I don't really want Foden, but I'm gonna it doesn't really make sense for me to transfer him, although it's still on the table because the chances of him playing like 90 in both games is slim to none. So yeah, it's sure. gonna be it's gonna be between me getting rid of Foden and Elmiron. I mean I'm a hundred percent getting um in, no matter what the cost.
0: I know. Um, I need I to have, get him. I, I'm i so yeah. mad. I was just thinking about that, how I, I was on the edge between the two of them on the restart, and yeah. I thought to myself, like, like Odegaard had slightly better numbers. They were pretty similar at the time, slightly better, but quite honestly, I had not watched enough of Arsenal before uh, before the, the World Cup, just because I had been so busy. And now watching the matches, I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Like, even he's though his playing, numbers are just like slight. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. He's, he's even though his numbers are just slightly better. He's like, he's yeah. in way more dangerous areas and he's shooting and he's picking balls up. He's like, he's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, wow. they're different players. Wow. I mean, the fact that he's shooting, that's why I want him now. He wasn't shooting for the first part of the season and he hasn't done that in seasons past, you know? But if yeah. he's going to have hits once in a while, yeah, he's definitely on the team because the assists will come just by like random chance to. Um, but, yeah, I think and then I'll probably bring a defender back in. I'm not sure who. It's just going to depend on the cost and how much I have. But I have one point four in the bank. So I probably no, will be able yeah. to bring in whichever two players I want for them. It'll, it'll be close. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to want three probably of them. Uh, three city you already have the three city situation so that's probably yeah. use, useful and then you know we've got looking forward then into 25 we have a number of potential blanks so man united could blank mm-hmm. newcastle uh southampton could not that anyone really has them brentford i guess because of the man united match um which is kind of interesting uh brighton also west ham leeds and nottingham forest and that depends a little bit on on how the cup plays out i believe is is how that's affected so with Um, that
1: with those like in mind are you just planning like a free hit that week or you're not sure
0: No? no 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 you gotta manage it so because i think we're gonna have probably pretty big blanks in either 28 or 32 yeah. Uh, I, I, it's going to become a lot more clear in in about two or three game weeks, like what's going on. But yeah, in twenty eight or thirty two, you're going to have pretty big game uh, blanks. So I think for me, the way I'm kind of looking at it right now is try to get if if Manchester United have a double in twenty two, then I'm going to try to get two uh, three Manchester United players, uh, and then uh in 23 i already have three arsenal and i have three city so i feel pretty comfortable with that um, and then in 25 the biggest things i have to work around and most of us will be in the same boat is i have three newcastle and at that point i would have three manchester united right yeah. and so i think i need to offload a few of those players not all of them like i might move I don't know which assets I'll move, but I do need to move a couple so that I can field an 11 in 25. Uh, And then working towards out of that, uh, you know, like, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure what the best technique is going to be this year. It may be like a dead end into 28 or a free hit in 28 and dead end into 32. It looks like we're going to have big doubles in uh, 29, 34, 37 are going to be like the three big doubles. So that those are going to be yeah. the ones you're going to want to like bench boost, triple captain, things like that. Okay. Um
1: yeah, that makes sense. I I just am hard-pressed to offload a lot of those. Like I don't want to be getting rid of my double Newcastle defense. They score a bazillion no, points right. for me every week, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they are they're an incredible d- defensively. They've just been <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They've been so good. Um I mean a lot of people now are even talking about I guess another thing just to backtrack and talk a little bit about in terms of man united assets are a lot of people are starting to say rashford triple captain in 22 do you yeah. have any thoughts about that
1: oh god i'm so, i'd be so scared to do it but i mean i'm not against it um i i just always think like holding the chips for as late as you can always tends to work out better just yeah. by random chance it seems to be so many goals are scored on the like the last week for That's the teams feels that like, like need to yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and whether you free hit or triple captain, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, well,
0: Palace and Leeds at home—that would be the the games yeah. if they double.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: I mean, those are that's pretty good.
1: But <laughs> it's pretty good. But it
0: is it is hard. I, I know this sounds dumb, but like it it's challenging. Do you think? Okay, here's the question, and this is a bigger picture question. Do you think there's bias in uh, in player selection? when you're for like a triple captain when you're talking about a rashford who's like i mean he's up now but he started the season at 6.5 versus a holland at like 11.5 or whatever like do you feel like you as a as a just like an fpl player you you feel more inclined to pick the more expensive player like that's the reason you have him or is that like a dumb thing to say
1: Mm. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it it feels weird triple captaining a player that's only in like the 7s or 8s. I I don't disagree with that.
0: Does that do you think that that provides a bias like this you know this like inherent bias against the player that like you really shouldn't have, you know what I mean?
1: Probably. I think the biggest thing that worries me about Rashford and I I haven't looked, but does he really get double returns much? Like hmm.
0: That's an interesting one. That's you a good You really kind of want question. your triple
1: captain to like – I mean, Holland has by far kind of – I mean, he's a setting – still has a record pace to the season for goals, yep. right? Despite like he just three needs, blanks, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, despite three blanks. It's absurd. And that right. makes you nervous, but the man had two hat tricks in back-to-back weeks.
0: Like, yeah, Rashford has only had uh, more than one return in two game weeks this year. Yeah. And if you look at the stats, like just comparing the two, let's take a look. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like Holland's expected goals or expected goal involvement per minute is 82.9 and Rashford's is double that at 167, which is still very good. 167 is mm-hmm. still very good, but that's not even close, right?
1: Yeah, hmm. uh, I think I'm going to wait. gonna
0: wait yeah i'm not i'm not interested in it either for the record i just i just was throwing it out there as something that i see people are talking about um so okay um what else do we have anything else like uh like in terms of topics that should should maybe be discussed we've talked of course about our teams we've talked a little bit about what's upcoming um I don't know about potential moves. How about players that you're looking at? Like, yeah, you know, into let's do that. Let's do like players going into 21. I think we're both on the same page that you should probably be trying to hold. Correct? Yeah.
1: I mean, Odegaard is the most important player to get on the team. It's absurd that he's number one for midfielders now for points just in total. Can I
0: can I ask you this? Yeah. Would you if you're me and you have mm-hmm. Mark? I have Martinelli, Niketia and uh, White as my three. Yeah, would you move Martinelli to go to Odegaard?
1: Uh, I would if you don't have anything major to deal with. It's not that Martinelli's bad; it's just that Odegaard's better. Um, I mean, I'm difference still a only twelve bit...
0: points though on the season. You know that? Right? Yeah,
1: that's true. So it does feel kind of like a sideways move. I was going to say that I truly think it'd probably be better to either have. Uh, feels a little weird to have triple arsenal attack. So, I guess I would say I'd probably be getting rid of Nakedia to go to Odegaard. But that might be difficult with all the moves, you know?
0: Yeah. We'll have to start thinking about that, though, anyways. Because yeah. uh, eventually, Je- like, Jesus was, you know, is kind of like getting close. They're saying yeah. February is probably right when he'll return. So, once he's back, I think you've got to move him, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think long-term, it's a good play. That's probably what I would lean toward. I do think for whatever reason, Martinelli doesn't quite seem to have as many chances with Nikedia up there. I think it's more because he doesn't hold the ball up as much as Jesus. Yeah, that's a good point. That being said, he still has two goals like in the last four games. Um but I don't know. I would have to look at his XG in those four games compared to other games. And he's still a, a good player to have. Um, I think what's scary to me is that I'll, I'll probably be getting rid of Almiron, who, and this is what I joke about. I know this isn't true, but I literally, like, curse players when I bring them into my team. Here we I feel go. Like. Yeah. like, I brought no, yeah. Almiron into my team. Let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. So, he has nine goals on the season. Um, eight of those have come from prior to the World Cup break when I didn't want the turtle man on my team I was like I have to put him on my team like this yeah. is what always damages me I always refuse to bring these players on these on my team because I hate them and I don't think they should be good but yet they still keep scoring goals and then I bring the man on my team I don't know why but I thought Lester was going to be decent out of the World Cup break so I didn't play him the first week when he scores then since then I've played him every single week and he has zero goals zero assists so you tell me if I have cursed the turtle man you I think tell I have. me
0: about how the cursing works Marco <laughs> yeah. uh, Jake, if I understood how cur- cursing works I'd be cursing you like every other side so I'd have a voodoo doll right what now with your love? fucking face on it <laughs> Bobby love no I yeah I yeah, curse right. him? Yeah, I'd do Bobby too yeah <laughs> I would we call this oh, yeah. nonsense today uh, I, know, I saw on, that. On Twitter. Yeah. Why? Why do you got to use that terminology?
1: I think he's just I don't. He I, just just don't get, I don't
0: get the Brits. That, I, I always say this. I don't get it. They're, they're two yeah. favorite things. nonsense and, and wankers. They're two favorite things to say. Yeah. Like, you like to masturbate and you like little kids. <laughs> they yell at each other. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, what what goes is wrong with Britain? you people? Yeah. yeah like, uh, like what, why is that? Uh, you know we we say mean things too here, but normally not that i mean it's pretty it's pretty out there <laughs> yeah uh fun uh yeah, Almiron's an interesting one i mean because when you watch him play like the the eye test folks out there, um he is active, he's on the ball a lot, he's driving into the box a lot he's he uh he's running all over the freaking place, and statistically he's decent, but he's like no better than a rashford by any means of the imagination and he's and he's overperforming technically right compared to what his, his uh his expected numbers are but he is um so like if you just look for example at at like touches that i mean i know that's not like the best thing but uh you know minutes per pass receive 2.8 and then you compare that to a rashford he, he's at 3.4 and so um you know final third touches uh elmiron has way more and i think that that's that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like like having a lot of touches in the final third to me, it is an indicator of a player that's used in the system, a player that's active offensively, a player that's running in in behind a lot and I know that that doesn't always directly translate to to goals, but I mean a, a pretty simple thing. I mean, I know this is the most simple way to say it, but one of the really easy ways to think about attacking is having the ball more often in more dangerous areas. End of story, right? Like that's that's what we're looking for, right? It's actually something that like we'll even use with our team, um, which is not professional by any means, but we'll even talk with our players about like just how many passes did we complete in the final third, right? How many passes did we complete in the middle third? Because having the ball in those areas uh, is is advantageous. It puts pressure on the opposition, but it also um, it also means that our players have, have the ball within striking distance of the goal. Right. And I think it's the same thing with Almiron. He just they get they have a lot of possession, they get the ball in those areas. Whereas United, I guess you the the counter argument could be made that United play a lot more on the counter, and so there's not right, there's not as many opportunities mm-hmm. for him to do that. Is that would that be a good counter argument to that?
1: I think that's fair. I think that's where yeah. I'm like struggling is is do I do I kind of for forego the Man City triple up even though they have a double because their midfielders are, are probably going to only play one game anyways. And who knows how many minutes they play in that game. And so do I just get rid of one of them and say, yeah, yeah. if man city crush it that week. Yeah. Good. Good for them. You but, just
0: have to, yeah, you have to eat it.
1: Yeah. Because know. I mean, like you said, Almiron's really good. He's like, I think he's, he's like seventh or eighth for, you know, midfielders and, um, non-penalty XG and, like just goal involvement. So Yeah. He's ahead of the only the only player that's ahead of him on City is De Bruyne. I can't get De Bruyne in, so I don't know. It's weird it's a weird one. But we'll see. Think about it. The
0: other big the other big topic right now, it's the last thing I guess I'll bring up is just um the Brighton players. So they've had a yeah. decent little run, but then in addition to that they um they potentially have like a number of rescheduled fixtures most of them will take place after 25 the game week that they blank in so the advice of course is to hold until after 25 uh but but i think you know that's been a a heavy point of of discussion as well as like getting these brighton players into your team because i think they have i think they have like two or three games that all still need to be rescheduled after 25 um Mm -hmm. and you've got a, a number of so, so, not only are they producing pretty good numbers statistically, but you have a number of pretty low price options in players such as, um, you know, Dunk and uh, well, Webster hasn't played for a while, but um, they've got a number of other backline guys. Um, uh, Purvis and Colwell and, um, you know, he has been playing a little bit. And then, of course, the attacking, right, has been pretty strong. People are talking about March and. Um, and grab, 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 grab and other players like that I don't know I haven't really looked into it. I don't know like who I would really be interested in but um, if they're going to have a lot of rescheduled fixtures it might be like a nice it, it, you could almost like swap like end of your bench guys you know what I mean? So yeah. like with these Brighton players and like get double fixtures you know like I think that's going to kind of be the idea, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would consider maybe one defender and maybe a midfielder I want to see what happens with Troussard not that this is FPL well, I mean somewhat FPL Here we go. related. Yeah. I really hope Arsenal go after Tressard. I don't I don't really know the situation. I haven't looked into it too much, but he's like been out for like personal reasons. I don't know if he's just like done with the club. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's so truly you're saying, personal or So
0: like you're saying that he has personal reasons and you, you want Arsenal to to really attack him.
1: <laughs> well, just because, you know, the player they were after was Mujirk that young guy from Ukraine, and Chelsea swooped in and stole him for a bazillion dollars, which good good for Chelsea. But, you know, Troussard's a proven player. Um, he's a winger, which I feel like Arsenal could really use at this point in time. I mean, it's nice that they play Martinelli and Saka every game for and Odegaard for FPL. Like, it makes our life easy for FPL. But, I mean, if they're going to truly contend for a title and play in Europa... They're going to need Trossard. <laughs> and so it's just weird that he's like not playing right now with the transfer window. And you know, Brighton are a good team, but like he's a very good player. And is that the team he wants to be at forever? Probably not. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Huh. Interesting take,
0: Jake. Attack players on personal leave. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably going through it right now with his family, but hey, fuck him. <laughs> hey, hey, like, hey.
1: Let's focus on work here, buddy. Let's go. Hey,
0: this is uh, this this is the Arsenal approach. That's how you guys do things at Arsenal. Yeah, literally a club built on the lack of mental fortitude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> attack. Too bad Jim's not okay. here. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. All right, uh, good stuff. I, I think that's it. I don't know. Let's not do leagues or anything, just because um, there's still a lot, quite a few games to go. So we'll figure it all out
1: okay i won't talk about how i'm you know passing some zombie teams sounds good to me
0: yeah i mean you're not you're not right like you're, just, you're still like a, some, behind some you're behind them. like a million fucking zombie teams jake so yeah you keep <laughs> keep doing you man um keep doing you okay uh, i think we should get out of here uh i'm marco
1: and i'm jake and remember you should die